Hey there, listeners. Have you heard the latest news from Hay House? We've just launched a new mobile app. It's called Hay House Unlimited Audio. And just like the name implies, it gives you unlimited access to every Meditations podcast episode we've ever recorded. Plus, thousands of hours of additional guided meditations, audiobooks, affirmations, and so much more, all in one user-friendly app. With Hay House Unlimited Audio, you'll be able to get inspiration from all your favorite authors and experts, including Matt Kahn, Rebecca Campbell, Alberto Violdo, David G., Dr. Joe Dispenza, and hundreds more. Get started today with a free seven-day trial. Check it out at hayhouse.com meditations. That's hayhouse.com meditations. Today on the Hay House Meditation Podcast, we have a soul voice meditation with Megan Watterson, a feminist theologian and founder of a radical self-love group for fiery women. Hello, my name is Megan Watterson, and this is a soul voice meditation. Uh, The soul voice meditation is something that I uh, created based on a meditation I came across when I was in seminary. And it's the prayer of the heart. And the meditation, the mantra, the tool that allows someone to go within with the prayer of the heart, which was developed by the Hesychus. Um, and the Hesychists were hermits, these monks who lived in caves and spent their lives in this form of going within this method of delving into the heart. And the idea of the prayer of the heart was to try in some way to bring all of ourselves, all of our thoughts, all of us into the space that we call heart which of course is a limitless space inside of us. It's not just, or the organ, or you can imagine that, but I like to imagine the space of heart, a place, a limitless place inside of me where my soul dwells. And so the Hesychus, these mystics and these monks would go into this contemplative prayer of the heart and they would descend with this mantra of Kyrielesion, which is a prayer that's offering surrender. And it, it translates as, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. For me, I loved the idea that the Hesychus inspired me to create of my meditation being one that draws every inch of me into the space of heart to connect to the soul. And for me, this is where I began to have dialogues, direct connection and communication with my soul is in these deep meditations. Now, over the years that I've been teaching the soul voice meditation, I've been asked a lot of questions about 
Well, so once you get into that space of heart, once you go within and you feel that you are connected to your soul and you remember you are a soul and you 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 hear and feel that direction how how do you know and how how do you discern between what's the voice of the soul so the voice of love and truth inside of us and what's the voice of fear how do we know we're really there and how do we know we're really hearing that voice that's going to lead us to our highest potential and the answer that i always give is is that there is a there are two forms of time there are two experiences of time and one is chronos which is linear time and this is the time that the ego really lives and dwells in and chronos time when when we hear the voice of our ego which is where the voice of fear comes from and not to demonize the ego because we need an ego right to get through the world and get dressed and go to the grocery store and function we need our ego but in my experience um the voice of fear uses the ego to communicate and this is communicating on chronos time and linear time so what i mean by that is that you know there's a sense of this urgency and this stress and this pressure and this you know this must happen and kind of like the voice of a car salesman you know there's like this intensity that creates a reaction in me of stress of judgment of shame of pressure and this this feeling like i i have to do something or if you know and for me that allows me to immediately recognize that this is not the voice of my soul this is the voice of fear and that i need to go deeper and i need to descend further into the heart and i can just very easily wave goodbye to that voice of the ego and give it a little spiritual spank and move on and find the voice beneath that voice which is a voice that lives in a time that i call kairos time which is time that is eternal and this is where the soul lives because the soul is eternal and so you know whenever we hear that voice that soul voice it's coming from that place of consciousness that there is no pressure there is no immediate there's there is no thing we have to do right now whenever we say that yes is the perfect time is the divine time and there isn't that level of pressure and stress and there is a quiet and unassuming a wave you know of insur- of assurance of encouragement and it's more of that that kind of that flow that pressure that comes from water caressing the the side of a canyon which eventually of course can create incredible wonders but it's it's very different than the pressure of the ego and the voice of fear which is more like a jackhammer <laughs> to our system so the voice of the soul lives in this place of kairos and we can recognize it because our reaction 
to it is one where we feel a sense of deep forgiveness, deep love, and a sense of knowing that we cannot miss what we have come here to do. We cannot lose our way any more than we can lose our own nose. It gives us this powerful strength to remember exactly who we are. So there's a sense of expansion rather than constriction when we hear the voice of the soul and a sense of limitlessness, abundance. And that's how we can begin to discern between the soul voice and the voice of fear. Now, the other, other thing that um, over the decade or so that I've been teaching this me meditation um, that has come up a lot is the question of in what ways does, this, does the soul voice communicate to us? There are three prominent ways that the soul communicates to us once we're in that place of heart within, deep within. And the first is through sensation and emotion. So say, for example, we go within with a question, a very pressing question about a person that we're confused about in our life or a situation that we need guidance around. And so we go within with that question and it drops down inside of us into the heart. And we know when we're there that we're going to ask that question and we're going to receive the answer. And sometimes that answer comes with a flood of emotion, a flood of sensation of just knowing the answer, of sensing the answer. And so that emotion may be a sudden forgiveness that puts us back in right relation to that person that we were conflicted about or a sense of understanding that this was really about us needing to forgive some part of ourselves but we, we feel it in raw, direct emotion. And that can be an example of the soul communicating with us. A second way that the soul voice can communicate is in flash images or visions. And again, these, come, these can arrive directly after you've asked the question and gone within, or sometimes it can happen later in the day or that night in a dream. But the vision comes as an answer to the question. So say, for example, you know, I have a question about what's next in my life. What am I gonna do in relation to a career or relation to a lover or relation to a move? And so I go within and I ask that question very specifically to my soul in that place of heart. And then suddenly I see a flash image of an area in Brooklyn or where I know I'm supposed to move or I see very clearly this image of this person who I know I have strong feelings for and need to address. The answer comes in a vision or an image. There was an example in a women's spirituality circle I have called the Red Ladies of this when there was a red lady who was really struggling with being able to feel love for herself and being able to then 
bring that love out into the world. And she wanted to know what spiritual tool, you know, what what spiritual direction her soul had to give her in order to do that, to connect to that. And so she went within with all of us witnessing her in the circle. And she asked that question in her heart and she got a sudden vision of this huge ball of light just just burning inside of her in her chest and just shooting out rays of light in her chest. And it initially started in the meditation in the vision as this little tiny speck, like this teeny spark. And what the vision showed her was that her greatest tool right now was that image of to watch that tiny little ember grow to a bonfire in her chest and to use that meditation, that vision, as a way to strengthen that sense of knowing that divine love is inside of her, is limitless, and is a resource that she can always connect to. And then that, knowing that and experiencing that effortlessly allows her to bring it out into the world because it bursts out through her, through the pores of her skin and in a way is felt and seen on certain levels by those she meets. And that was such a powerful example for me of the way that her own soul knew the greatest spiritual tool, the greatest spiritual direction for her right then in that moment. And she got that answer. The last way um, that the soul most readily communicates because I have no doubt that there are a bazillion ways the soul communicates, but the three most prominent are the ones I'm mentioning right now. And the third is in an actual voice. And when I say that, um, I know it may sound like I'm, I'm meaning, you know, some Old Testament, like booming voice, like thou shall not. And that's not what I'm referring to, or at least that's never been my experience of it. And this third way is the way that I most often actually encounter my soul is through this voice. And it's it's not so much a voice as as sort of words that I sense, almost like um, in Harry Potter when he was writing in that journal, you know, and the ink descends and then the answer rises up um, for those people who haven't seen Harry Potter. <laughs> um, it's kind of like the magic eight ball. Um, I think that's what it was called. And remember we would like shake it and then that little thing, that dice inside would like come up and would have an answer and there'd be that little window and we'd receive, and it would be in words, but they would just sort of surface from out of the darkness, from out of that dark liquid that was inside the magic eight ball. That's my experience, is that these words just sort of surface inside of me when I'm in that place of heart and when I'm beseeching my soul in a way that I know my soul already knows the answer. I'm already holding that belief and that trust and that truth that my soul contains the wisdom that I need to move through this world with love and light and guidance from the divine. So those are the three ways that um, 
the soul can most readily communicate with us through a voice that is a sensation, an emotion, through a voice that is actually an image or a vision, through the voice that is the power of words that emerge from within us. So now I want to lead us into a soul voice meditation. And I've always said that less is more, in my opinion, in terms of instruction, because of the inherent trust I have in your capacity to hear your own soul and to receive your own truth and direction from within. Because I also know that what is within us already is most powerful in transforming us. So for example, the visions or words or images or sensations that are in you ready to help transform you into more love, those will always be more powerful than anything I could ever suggest. All I want to do is help hold your hand to descend, to go down to that place of heart, which is a temple and a sanctuary inside of you where your soul waits for you. So let's begin, as I always do, by just taking a deep breath and sort of calling myself back from all time and all places. So I'm not thinking about the past or projecting into the future. I'm pulling all of myself into this present moment. This soul voice meditation that we're about to do, which is very, very important for me to emphasize, can happen anywhere and at any time. This doesn't have to be done in front of a lit candle with incense burning on a meditation cushion. It can, and that can be useful, but this can also happen while you're riding on the subway, while you're changing a diaper, while you're waiting in line at the grocery store. This capacity for you to go in, in this deep and authentic way can happen anywhere and at any time that you need to go within. So we take the deep breath and we call ourselves back from all times and all places. And we dare to just be nowhere else but right here. And we sink into the sacred body that we have, which is our chance to be here. And we feel our breath extend all the way down from the crown of our head out through the soles of our feet, allowing us to be fully present in the body. And then we imagine, which is one of the most powerful tools we have is our imagination. We imagine that we are descending into a space within us that I refer to as heart, which is a limitless expanse inside of us. And we become conscious again of this truth that we are this paradox of this mortal body and this immortal soul. And we experience this place of heart and it can look like whatever you need it to look like. 
can be zen-like and serene, or it can be flashy with a disco ball. It's just a place that feels like home, whatever that might be or look like to you. And you allow yourself to breathe into that space and to be fully in that space, which is both inside of us and so much more than us. And we allow ourselves to feel the presence, the existence, the reality of the soul. And when we feel that depth of love, that divine love that is us, we ask our most pressing question that comes from our deepest need, whatever that question is, and we don't judge it. We just allow ourselves to ask it. And we ask it with the beauty, the graciousness, and the generosity of already knowing that we contain the answer that our soul will gift us that answer in the way that's in the benefit of all beings. And so we ask that question and we know that the answer can come within the space of the meditation through a sensation or emotion that suddenly floods us through a vision or an image that flashes before us. Or through words that we suddenly hear and know deep in our bones have come from our soul and not from a place of fear. And when we've received the answer, We give gratitude. And if we don't receive the answer, we give gratitude because we know that we'll live into that answer. And we come back, we surface, as I like to say, with a deeper sense of the divine love that we are and are meant to be here in the world. And with whatever guidance we needed in that moment, no matter how practical or sublime, And then what I like to do, which is an inspiration again from the Hesychus, is to imagine that there's a, 
ongoing message, sort of on auto replay in my heart that's sending out a signal, a prayer, a voice of love and gratitude to the divine, which is both within me and so much more than me, so that I walk around with that prayer of the heart constantly playing, constantly aligning me to how my soul wants me to move, how love wants me to move in the world. So each time I go within and do this soul voice meditation, no matter where I am or how long I go within, it then directs the rest of my day so that I'm in alignment with the voice of love. Thank you.